Good afternoon, enthusiasts. We are back with another episode of Misplaced Enthusiasm. We are minus one today, Andrew. Uh, Lyles has some business to attend to, so we have a popple holding a <laughs> beverage, which will be posted online shortly. Excellent. Uh, to take his place. I thought that was it's clever. It's very sad. It's very sad. It is. It is. I'm uh, I'm broken up. I'm broken up about it. A little bit clumped. We do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, we do. But we'll miss him on this episode. Um, I think uh, I think we're going to go a little different direction today. Um, I went to see Guns N' Roses on Wednesday, and it was a glorious almost three-and-a-half-hour set that they played. That's insane. Yeah, Shooter Jennings opened. Um, I mean, they played everything. Everything, starting with Appetite for, for Destruction. All, I mean, all the way through. Like, I can't even name all the songs they played. When they were all there, too, right? Yeah, everybody was there. Uh, Axel Duff. Of course, Slash, yeah. who was one of my favorites. Um, and forgive me, I don't remember the um, the drummer's name. But, yeah, all original members were there. So um, That, has, that have, hasn't happened in a long time, I don't think. Because I know Axel was touring with Guns N' Roses with, like, Ron Bumblefoot Fall and Buckethead and a variety of other different really good guitar players and musicians. Um, so I don't. Was that recently that they all got? Do you know or? Uh, if I'm not mistaken, and our fellow enthusiasts can uh, tell me if I'm wrong, but I think this tour with the original band started in 2016. Mm. If I'm not mistaken. Um, but this was just, I mean, talk about a bucket list show for me, number one. You know, I've seen Aerosmith, I've seen Metallica, I've seen Angus Young and ACDC. Mm-hmm. Um, but this was incredible. Yeah. And when Axel pulled out the, the, um, the piano and he wheeled out his motorcycle bench I don't know if you remember from the music video back in the day. Yeah. Um, and played November Rain. I was like, man, that shit takes me back. Yeah. I almost got misty-eyed. I'm even going to admit it right now. I almost got misty-eyed listening to November Rain because I remember sitting in my cousin's living room when I was a kid watching that shit on MTV. Yeah. You know? I mean, it was just, it was absolutely incredible. And then sticking a, like a, a, a tape deck up to it, trying to record the audio. Like, that's how... Yeah. <laughs> Like, that's how I got random mixes of like Guns N' Roses, Danzig, and Salt and Peppa <laughs> in the top ten video <laughs> countdown. Yes, I'm like so now I have a very good span of like heavy metal music to R and B, and I'm totally okay with it. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. Diversity is a good thing. It's yeah, a good I, thing. That's a, uh, <clears throat> it. Looks like it was a, it was one of those things that was announced like last year where there they. Um, kind of announced that they would be reuniting. So it almost reminds me of like how I felt when Black Sabbath went on tour again. Yeah. So like that original reunion tour was kind of on Ozfest in '99, I believe, because I remember '98 Pantera was there, and I missed it. So. <clears throat> I think that was like my last opportunity to see Pantera, which is kind of sad. But um, 
the reunion tour for Black Sabbath happened at that time frame. Yep. And so, like, that for me was my kind of lifelong bucket list show. Yeah. Um, because that's how, I guess, kind of two things happened. One, I really got into playing guitar. And two, I really got into playing more metal than like just whatever your guitar teacher teaches you. So gotcha. um, I remember buying like a bootleg three disc, like Australia set um, that was only available at this one music store that I found randomly in Northern Virginia or DC or Maryland or wherever it may be. I can't remember. Um, and then I like learned almost every song on all three discs by you could ear. play every yeah, song yeah, really by ear so that was how i learned how to play guitar like that that was that three disc black sabbath album set was probably the most important album to me from a like a learning perspective so no kidding yeah so it's in, it's interesting like these types of reunions they happen and it's those things that you never think are going to happen. Like if, if yeah. Rage Against the Machine went on tour ever again, you know, like Wu-Tang reuniting again this year to go on tour. Like, right. There's like a few bands that I'm just like that, that if they were to reunite, I mean, most of my favorite bands have members that have passed away at this point. So it's hard to you like, it's like Slayer's never going to be the same again. You right. Know, like, um, variety of other ones yeah uh, or if like pink floyd ever got back together right like if if anyone could stand being in the room with roger for more than two minutes and they could stomach going on tour again it would never happen no never in <laughs> and if it years. did it wouldn't be here but that's uh, what that's what's so funny i thought about axel because i if i remember correctly i mean none of them got along for a lot of years and which is why they broke up yeah and so it was really interesting to me when they said, all right, we're getting the band back together and we're going to do a tour. And then when I heard they were coming here, bam, threw out that fucking money. Yeah, quick. Uh, yeah, I didn't even hear that they were coming. Oh, or maybe you... I didn't know it was a reunion, a reunion thing, and I, and I didn't even think anything of it. Oh, man. Like, I was on my phone the day the tickets went on sale trying to get whatever tickets I could get. Uh, yeah, I feel, I'm a little bit, I feel a little betrayed. Um by you because you didn't say anything fair enough uh i mean i'm surprised you didn't hear me at my desk because i I was sitting there and i was like why can't i log in to get these fucking tickets i didn't recall this was at the old building too yeah i didn't like i didn't know they were coming until you the people were like yeah next going to see guns and roses on wednesday like (laughs) what like, yeah, probably I probably overlooked it because I was like I was just Axel and then a bunch of guitarists that are bunch awesome. Of no names. The, the, well, not necessarily I mean, no names, but it's not Slash and, and Duff as the bassist, you know. Yeah, I mean, if you if you live in the guitar world of any kind, you know who Buckethead is and you know who Bumblefoot is. Yeah, um, Bumblefoot also is a chili head and loves hot sauce. Ah, so I did not know that. 
Yeah, I'm I'm friends with him on Facebook, and I've actually <laughs> spoken to him via like a message at one point, just talking about hot sauce. Really, it had nothing to do about guitar, <laughs> like straight hot sauce. Yeah, I sent him a note when his dad passed away, and it was like a year after my dad had passed away, and wow. he like said thanks for thinking of me. I appreciate it. like it, it was it's just cool stuff like yeah. that. Um. From someone who like of seems like one of those unapproachable guys, but in yeah. all honest, like he plays guitar for a living, like right. you know, like he's a super chill dude. Yeah, that's um, too cool. Who has his own like line of hot sauces through K Johns, which is one of the prim- probably the premier hot sauce makers in the world. Um, but if if anyone in the hot sauce community hears me saying that, I'll be chastised by some and praised by others so i don't really involve huh. myself in that anymore yeah the hot sauce community is crazy i'm just I, gonna tell you that well, right now <laughs> i am not a part of that community so it's i don't crazy. know that i was and i left um <laughs> i had enough <laughs> yeah uh so yeah that i mean and now it's interesting going and looking at like i'm trying at this point in my life to look at concerts that i know i have to see yes you know, um, so I think the most we saw Weird Al last year, which I had never seen and was amazing. And now I'll continue to see every time I get the opportunity to do so. Like, oh, yeah, he was I think I told you the other day, I the first show that I saw with him actually it was the only show mm-hmm. to date was 1996. And it was the Bad Hair Day tour when I lived in Atlanta. And my buddy Adam, if he listens to this, he'll know exactly what I'm talking about yeah. and probably comment on it because. It was just I, he did fat, and he came out in the big fat suit yeah, and all that shit. Yeah, it was it was awesome, awesome show. Yeah, he did he did that so, some of that stuff with us. Um, he had a symphony playing with him really? for a few songs. Like he had like reorchestrated orchestrated some stuff. Um, and then he did an encore of all of his like Star Wars songs. Because oh, no he has kidding. like two or three, he has like at least two that I know of offhand. Um, and yeah, so he noticed one, and like then... the local stormtrooper troops came in and were like, Did they really? Yeah. So, like, I think Darth Vader was there too. Um, but it was just really cool to see that. And I know someone we work with did the VIP experience and he had like bought pizza for everyone and like signed some sheet music and like what so like I've even told my wife I'm like if they come back or if he comes back I'm totally okay spending $500 on an experience (laughs) yeah so I mean because that's the thing it's like we're getting older like there's no like we lost a close friend of ours at this age yeah seven months ago eight months ago that's true and it's like if you don't experience those things you might not get to again right you know like yep i didn't know that 1998 would be the last time i'd be able to see (laughs) pantera and i'm upset about it and now both dime and Vinny are gone um yeah it's like soundgarden for me yeah i think i mean when well i was in atlanta at the time and they were gonna do a show downtown Mm -hmm. but they ended up canceling the show because that's when the band broke up. I don't remember yeah. the year. Forgive me on that. But Long that was the ago. last time that I really had a chance to see them. I think they mm-hmm. maybe toured one more time. They toured recently. Um, one of my good friends saw them at Red Rock in Denver. Before and Cornell passed? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, 
I think she's there was Soundgarden and Nine Inch Nails. And like, oh, that's amazing. Yeah, and I'm like, that's the show that I really wish I could have. Like, I wish I would have seen them. Um, even though knowing his in-person voice isn't as good as his studio voice, which makes me sad. Yeah. Um, I'm really upset that I didn't go see Prince when I had a chance to here. Oh, that would have been a good um, show. I would have. Yeah, that's one I'd like to see, or would have liked to see. Um. But I mean, I've seen a lot of p- the bands that I really enjoy recent. Like I, I've seen Dream Theater a handful of times or a couple times. I remember which, hearing you talk about that. Um, is a it's a it's a pretty interesting experience. So this last tour was, um, the twentieth or twenty fifth anniversary. I can't no, it's the twentieth anniversary of. Shoot, what album is it? But Boy, I don't. Dream Theater is known for doing concept art or concept um, albums. Okay. And so the first set was like six of their most popular and some of their newest songs. Um, Then they did a second set of music. Now, where did you, you saw them here, right? Where did you see them here? So we saw them at, the first time I saw them, it was at Florida Theater. Okay. The second time I saw them was at, where was it? Um, the Moran Theater. So both of which are inside and extraordinarily loud. Which is um, the way I like it. Yeah. So it was where in the Metropolis Part 2, um, Scenes from a Memory. So it was the 20th anniversary of that album. So they played the album in its entirety. Really? And so they also played, uh, I think it was the original, like, cause they do backdrop backdrop videos because it's like musical theater. Okay. Um, that like show what's happening in the song. Really? So it's pretty interesting. Um, last time they were here, which was, I think two years ago, they played their newest album in its entirety as well so and so it's like a two-hour show of like non-stop awesome and then they always end with pull me under so like dream theater is probably one of my like that band in its own like in itself is one of one of my favorite bands and has one of my most favorite guitarists john petrucci okay so like they hit all the buttons for me when it comes to like theatrical music but okay in a way that's like it's not singing all the time it's not music all the time and like they have a piano player who's just ungodly and their drummer is freaking has always been amazing used to be um portnoy and now it's mangini but both of them are like top class drummers of all time so like everyone in that band is in the uppermost echelon of their field Mm -hmm. and it's pretty it's just impressive to watch yeah because like the bass player can play the same things that john can play on the guitar with his fingers on a five-string bass and he's just like getty lee on that motherfucker (laughs) like it's it's nuts that's insane getty lee being in a band which is also one of my most favorite bands rush okay Um, yeah i know rush uh, like seeing them not too long ago was also amazing so yeah that's yeah. 
that would have been yeah that would have been awesome i uh yeah man I, I don't know i mean speaking of guitarists like i've seen tom morello i've seen angus mm-hmm. now i've seen slash i've seen kirk hammett i don't know i've seen a ton of yeah. great guitarists but i think and this may lead us into a little bit different topic here, but I think it for me top guitarists. It, it's tough. It's tough because mm. I would have to go in not in any particular order, mind you. Yeah. Slash Angus and Tom Morello for me. Yeah. Now I know we can go back as far as like Santana and uh, Jimi Hendrix, which is one of my favorites as well. I mean, but those are the ones that you feel that have impacted you probably more than the uh, some. Uh, like oh yeah, some absolutely, of the absolutely. Yeah. So now, what about so? What about for you then? For your let's let's just do top three. We'll keep it, you know, reasonable. Yeah, t- I mean, it's it's extremely hard, but like if I have to say top three who impacted me the most, um, would probably be. Tony Iommi from Black Sabbath, not the most impeccable um, of soloists by any means, but right. his grooves were really good. Yep. Um, second would be Stevie Ray Vaughan. Love Stevie too. Um, and it's terrible how he left way before he should. Yep. Um, and then, pro- I mean like a combination of Hammett and Hetfield. Like I think from an impact perspective, because Metallica was a a very major part of my life, but like I could almost do guitar duos as much as I could do. So like Hammett and Hetfield are good on their own, but they're only really as good as they are together. True. Um, And then Jeff Hanneman and Carrie King from Slayer. Yes, are two I, that I like Slayer, on their dude. own, like on or on their own, they're not anything amazing. But together, like the way they write their music is just insane. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've seen them once too, and they, they yeah. were. I've seen them in Anthrax, and man, they were fucking. Anthrax great. is so much fun. Anthrax is great. Um, and then you even have more new bands like uh, Avenged Sevenfold, like Zacky Vengeance and Sinister Gates. Together are amazing. Yeah. Corey um and Matt from Trivium are amazing like those yeah, two Trivium's together one of my favorites right now too yeah. um I always forget Willie and the other guy from Lamb of God are all real they're both yep. really good together yep so it's like there's there's just pockets of different in different genres but it's like it's hard to say like who the like who my favorite or most impactful guitar player is or who the best is. Cause like John Pertucci is one of the best and he also has impacted me. But like, if you're going to say the best, it's like Steve Vai, Joe Satriani, like right. Petrucci. um, Those are like the, the big names that everyone's like, yeah, those guys are doing things on the guitar that should not be done or no one would have ever done. Or, I mean, and there's other guitarists in the eighties. Like you look at Van Halen. Yeah. Like, and he was doing stuff that nobody knew about or even tried or thought about doing. Very true. Um, Ingve Malmsteen is one of the most amazing, like concerto guitar players. Yeah. And, uh, 
like music writers and like I, I just it's it's a very deep yeah you almost you have to create sub like I, and that's the same thing for me in movies like i have to create sub genres because i have a hard time picking which one made the most impact on me for that genre right so let me ask you this then now you're you're a very good guitar player so i've been who known who influenced your guitar playing so it's a mixture for the most part. Like when I was playing a lot and I was in a band and all that stuff, like the three that probably inspa- impacted my playing would be Black Sabbath Slayer and Lamb of God. So okay. it was like we did a lot of drop tuned stuff, um, which I first learned about through listening to Black Sabbath. Um, but then, I mean, Lamb of God plays everything in drop D. Yeah. And so we, we drop to C. So that's taking it a step. Is it C or is it C sharp? I don't know. We took everything down and then down tuned some more. Okay. Um, as a way to like, just get, cause we didn't have a bass player for oh, really? a really long time. So like, oh, that's interesting. we down tune purely because we didn't have a bass player and it hit harder. Right. So that was part of like what, and we had two guitar players. So one played a more rhythmic pattern and the other one played a more lead pattern generally. Okay. Okay. Um, So, I mean, those three bands, so it's like the thrash stuff and then the drop tuned, like more rhythmic mathematical sounding metal okay um from lamb of god because they're like a it's almost like a southern southern rock metal yeah to a certain degree yeah i've seen them once it's it's an intense Um, show i saw them with guar and it was so much fun i can't even imagine it was so much fun i can't even guar is um i would say guar is probably on my it's way down on the bucket list but i would say that's what i want to see before well, it was before Odorous passed, so we got to see him one last time. Um, okay. I think it's Odorous, the lead singer, is the one who passed away. Mm-hmm. And they've replaced it. I think she's a, a female. Or I think their lead singer is now a female, but I'm not 100% sure. Interesting. Um, But yeah, that was like super fun, and it was free. So we were like, yeah, I mean. Oh, well, yeah, why not? Um, free shows are the best well we pitched this idea to the folio uh to do a full color spread on the guar show and they're like why would i waste money on color right um but for those of you who probably do and don't know um guar likes to involve the audience in the show yeah by spraying them with different colored liquids and the thing to do is to go to the show wearing all white so you wear a white t-shirt White pants, white shoes, preferably ones that are not waterproof. Right. And you just get sprayed with all sorts of stuff. So then you come out looking, like, and it's usually red and green. Those are the two colors they usually chose. Um, it's very Christmassy. Yeah. But you come out looking this weird, <laughs> like, some of you is red, some of you is green, but in the middle it's all brown. And so, like, because when they mix together, they just turn into this weird muted yeah. brown tone. Okay. Um, 
And so what we did was we're like, we're going to take pictures beforehand in line of all these kids. And then we're going to give them like a voucher or whatever and tell them to come see us afterwards. Uh And then they would come see us afterwards and we would do before and after photos of them before Guar and after Guar. And it was so it was it was a really good time. That's awesome. And it was at Plush, if you know where that is or was. I do not. Um, It was a venue that basically had a pit, like a legitimate pit in the middle of the of the area so they used to do like foam parties wrestling boxing like all sorts of weird stuff yeah in the middle of the pit and then they had these like raised seating areas to the sides and the back of the the stage to a certain degree interesting and so like they put tarps down on the floor in the pit because they were spraying so much liquid right they had to contain it and so like people are walking around in like two or three inches of liquid by the end of the show and so they had to, like, before Lamb of God could even go on, they had to go squeegee the entire damn club because everything was soaking wet. Right. It was insane. Oh, my God. Well, why didn't... Th- oh, my. I can't imagine that. Yeah. I don't think I've ever been to a show like that before. It It's... I've been to a bunch of shows, but nothing like that. It's life-changing. <laughs> it sounds like it it's is. chaotic. <laughs> you know, like, it's total chaos. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've seen a lot of blood. Yeah, I've cr- seen a lot of real blood at shows. Yeah, but not necessarily paint. I have. Yeah. Well, it wasn't paint. paint it was like like a dye. Uh, yeah, like it was like a dyed, dyed water almost. Yeah. Okay. It, it was interesting. Like I don't know. I, I don't say that I need to do again. Mm. Fair enough. But but it was decent. I mean, it was a good show. I mean, they're they're great at playing the music that they write. I mean, it's yeah. and it's nothing crazy, but it's like '80s punk metal almost. Yeah, which is awesome. Yeah. So Who doesn't love eighties punk metal? Fuck. That was a huge turnaround. I love it. I diverged quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's okay. Did you ever want to play guitar? Was it something that like no, some kids do, some kids don't? Like, so yeah, well actually it's kinda of funny you, you asked me that. That is something that I have been wanting to learn for a long time. Yeah. And then you know, obviously, family comes along and life comes along, and you just never, mm. you never do it. But um, yeah, it's it's something. T- still to this day, I'm forty fucking years old. I still want to learn how to play. Yeah, it's not like it's not that it's difficult. I think a lot of people take it the wrong way. Yeah. Um, I think when I would always try to teach, I like because you want to get you want to pick up a guitar and you start playing songs, right? Like, you want to skip the wearing my hands into a, a fit and the bleeding the and, and the, the bleeding. blisters yep. and the pain and like people want to skip over that and skip over the like monotonous playing scales with your pick just so you can get some picking motions down because right. like it's not like I, I think anyone can strum to a certain degree. Yeah, but it's the synchronization between one hand and the other, which honestly is really good for people with ADHD because it treat it gets them to sync their brain up. Yeah, because you have to use your right side of your brain to work with your left hand and your left side of your brain to work your right hand. Yeah. So like you're getting your brain to speak back and forth, huh? Um, which, from what I've been told, is something good for kids with ADHD because I have it myself and so do my children yeah um so yeah yeah i mean i i my youngest 
I mean, you know, Zachy's nine. Mm-hmm. He wants to he wants to learn too. So like I'm thinking, you know, I'm obviously don't want to buy anything expensive. Yeah. But if we can get something that's that's good for beginners, you know, shit, maybe it's something him and I can do together. I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, there's uh, there's plenty of ch- options. Yeah, I know there's uh, I mean, YouTube videos and shit too, like you can do right from home. But even then, you can buy a cheap guitar and the community college teaches a beginner guitar player class. You know, like oh really? So like, oh, okay, yeah. See, I didn't know that. You could do group classes, so you don't have to like, cause learning on your own on the internet, like. I feel I, like I, I could just put it down. Like now, I I can't fucking do it. I'm pissed. I'm gonna put it down. <laughs> yeah, go play video gamers of jet. You know, whereas if you're in a class, you're you're right. I, I think when you're you get invested. You know, yeah, like true. You pay for something, you get invested. Right. Um. I mean, I I've bought things with the hopes of doing things with yeah. them, oh, and to. they just sit. Like, yeah. So this it's whole like, bedroom. <laughs> yeah, but again, too, like if your son wants to do it. And you're doing it with him, like he'll keep you motivated to do it too. Which yeah. is probably a good thing. Yeah, oh absolutely. Yeah, so it might be I don't know, it might be something we look at at Christmas, but we'll have to see. I don't know. And then your list of guitar players may change. It may. It very well may. And we can revisit that. After <laughs> it's like twelve months later. <laughs> What's your favorite guitar player now? Yeah. Yeah. And what can you play on the guitar now? Hopefully. Yeah. That's what we'll get. You should, I mean, you should be, if you start legitimately practicing, like, I don't think you need to play more than, I mean, in the beginning, especially more than 20, 30 minutes a day. Like, that would just be too much. Like, I'm trying to get better at throwing darts, and I throw darts 20 minutes a day. Yeah. And it's, I mean, as long as you're practicing the correct things, it's mostly, like, agonizing muscle memory. And sadly, with guitar, it's, none of it's comfortable. Right. But if you start playing with a bad habit, it'll be very difficult to not do that any longer. Okay. Because yeah, of how, sense. like, the way your hand has to sit, it's just super awkward to begin uh-huh. with. So, I mean, that's just... So, I always try, when I've taught in the past, to yeah. focus on that in the beginning. The problem is, is that, like, let's say you're teaching teenagers, which is usually who wants to learn how to play guitar. Right it can be quite difficult to get them to keep up with it. So in the end, it's it, if they want to do it, then you know, like going through all that in the beginning, that they're going to keep up with it. If they give yeah. up, then it's not for them. Like, right. Because it, it's just not easy. Well, you have to want to do it yeah. in order to continue to do it. You know what I mean? I yeah. What I mean, it take, I mean, it does take some talent. Like, Oh, it, yeah. Everyone can play a guitar to a certain degree. Like, yeah, I can play a ukulele. <laughs> can you? <laughs> just because I play the guitar, I can play the bass. Just because I can play the guitar, but right. at the end of the day, I don't play them at the same proficiency as playing a guitar. Right, right, right. So, like for me, playing a ukulele is the equivalent of other people playing guitar. Yeah, it's like they can do it, but should they do it? You know? Right. So, right. like. <laughs> I mean, there's a little bit of that, but that's with any instrument, really. I mean, like, you can out-practice desire. Yeah, true. By any means. Like, there, you, you see those kids who've been playing piano since they were two, and they're amazing at it. And it's like, that's all they know. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's not even like, you can't get mad at them for it, but at the same time, it's like, 
do I really? Else? Yeah. Do they really? Should they be doing that? Do they, right. Should they do something else? Right. Right. And do no, they know sure. any better? Like, do they like don't say no because they don't want to upset their parents? I know I've done things because I didn't want to upset my parents. Oh yeah, I think we all have. For I've sure. done things to upset my parents. Yeah. <laughs> yes, and we've all done which that I regret. Too. <laughs> you know, I've apologized since then, so don't judge me. <laughs> no judgment here. Yeah. No judgment here. Not you. No. Oh, okay. Them. Them. <laughs> Our the fellow s- enthusiasts. The seven people listening. Yes. Seven is more than zero. Yes. I'm sorry if your number's eight, nine, or ten, and I forgot you. That's true. That's true. So, so how about here? Okay. So here are my three, my top three favorite live performances. Okay. Again, not in any particular order. Aerosmith. Guns N' Roses. I'm going to do four. The, do new, four. the new performance, or did you see them before? No, no, no. I've only seen them once. So you know what? So let, let, let me take Guns N' Roses off the table, because it's not going to be all Guns N' Roses. It's too fresh. Yeah. So ACDC for sure. Yeah. One of my top favorites. Um, oddly enough, Audio Slave. Right, so Chris Cornell, mm-hmm. Tom Morello on guitar. I don't remember the rest of the band because who really gives a fuck? Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, and then, um, well, did I say Aerosmith? I don't remember. I think I started it. You started with so that. Aerosmith. I mean, that would that would probably be my top three live performances: <laughs> Aerosmith, um, Audio Slave, and then again, and then again, Aerosmith. Aerosmith. Yes, uh, Aerosmith was fantastic. I, they were I don't, again, like see Joe Perry. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite guitarists, like very right. underrated. Yeah, very underrated. I totally agree with that. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Again, one of my favorite guitarists. Also, there's another guitar player in the band. There is, <laughs> there is, and nobody ever talks about him. <laughs> it is so true. That is so true. He looks like the lead singer of Sticks, but fatter. Right, <laughs> right. And I couldn't even tell you his fucking name. Yeah, that's neither here nor yeah, there. No, no, no. Who cares? And he's not fat. He just has a big head. Don't, right. Don't, don't. That's true. He's not fat. He's big boned. Let's just be, you know, let's be real. So what about you? Top three. See, that's live performances. You know what? If you got to do, fuck it. If you got to do it, It's not going to be any of the favorite bands or guitar players you've ever, I've listed. That's that's the thing. But that's okay. Pearl Jam. Okay. Is is like number one. They're a bucket list show for me too. I've never seen Pearl Jam. Oh man. I want to see them so fucking bad. They, that's a totally different story on its own. Okay. All right. Um. Shoot. Yeah. It's a tough question, man. Like, there's so many different directions you can go. I mean, hell, I could even put, like, one of the one of the most uh, intriguing shows that I've seen was Buck Cherry. Believe it or not. Yeah, very interesting. But that motherfucker's crazy. Yes. And I thought he was great live. Um, anytime I've seen Primus was good. Never seen him. Um, and then... So let's do five. Go five. Go five. Make it. We'll try to make it easier. And then I think what I want to do, too, is after our enthusiasts listen to this episode, I think for those of you that have joined our Facebook and, or, or have not yet joined our Facebook, mm-hmm. join our Facebook. And I want to get I want to get at least one or two live performances favorite live performances from our enthusiasts and um 
And it doesn't matter what genre of music. Yeah. I don't care if it's rap, if it's country, if it's, you know, fucking metal, whatever. I don't care. But let's get some audi- audience participation, too, I think. I would l- I'd be really interested to see what everybody has to say. Yeah. It's interesting because it's like the bands that you think you're their favorite, like seeing them live, like seeing Wu-Tang live. What, one of the best shows I've seen live was Snoop Dogg. Really? Like he had a full band. It was so crisp and so clean. That's interesting. Like, the night was perfect. It was in St. Augustine at the Crawfish Fest. Like really? Yeah. It, there was just like it was free. <laughs> There's so many things about that show that were great. Yeah. Um. Seeing. Like I've seen Slayer like seven times. Seeing them the first time was amazing. Yeah. Um, but I don't even remember most of it okay. because I was dehydrated ah. and I hadn't eaten. Okay. And they went on either right before or just kind of before. Okay, so it was Primus, Slayer, Rob Zombie, Black Sabbath. Oh, my at the God. E- at the end of that tour that right there is yeah so dumb. like primus was amazing okay. um i'd never seen slayer before and i like blacked out during slayer no way because i was malnourished and had no water, had no water. all i could do i couldn't see anything all right. i could do was hear it okay and i was like i can hear the devil <laughs> like i don't know what's happening i don't know if i like this or not but like I can't see anything, it, like it was weird. It speaks to you, Andrew. Yeah. I've come to realize that it was not the <laughs> devil. Okay, that's good. It that's was good. just a bunch of guys playing fast music. Um, yeah. but then Rob Zombie went on after. Yeah, and that was amazing. See that? Oh, god damn it! That's another one. I've seen him like four times. Yeah, and every time I see him, the last time I saw him was Rockville here. Yeah, in Jacksonville. And I was like three fucking people from the stage. Yeah. And it was 100 fucking degrees outside. But that son of a bitch can still put on a show. Yeah. But that's, yeah. Anyway, what go a, on. Like what, uh, this other show. So number one was Pearl Jam. Mm-hmm. The next one, it was this is the full lineup. Started with Mastodon, Kill okay. Switch Engage, oh. Slayer. Damn. So. During like that was the first time I'd ever heard of Mastodon. Okay. And now I'm a huge fan of their music. Okay. Um first time I'd ever heard of Kill Switch Engage. Love Kill Switch. Also a huge fan of their music because Adam's a nutball and he's hilarious. Yes, he is. Um I also like that they use three, four time signatures for their choruses. It gives it that like whimsical, like Yep. Poppy sound. Okay. Um, Not like not like pop music, sound, pop music, but, I know but like mean. it gives it a good, it gives it a groove. Yeah, yeah, basically. Yep. Um, and Howard Jones, who is no longer, well, he was the interim singer for Killswitch because okay, yep. um, Jesse Leach is there, was their first and current singer. Did a front flip with a corded microphone off the drum stand. No shit. Like mid song, and I was like, "This is." 
I think it was like Rose of Sharon, like when it right kicks in, you're like, holy <laughs> shit. Uh, so that that show is great. Um, the third one is a little bit more like that first Ozfest I went to. It was the first time anyone had heard anything from System of a Down. Really? It was right after like the first time i feel like deftones had kind of broken up and then got back together a little bit sounds about right in the late 90s yep um but even then the the last like i don't remember a ton of the people who were there but it's like i know system of down was there i know deftones was there yeah um and then that last four of primus uh, Rob Zombie Slayer and Black Sabbath. I mean, that's enough in and of itself. Oh, yeah, I mean, that's, yeah. Um, and I was like 18, 17 years old. So it was like, and I took my brother with me. Yeah. Because he, like Primus, and knew nothing of metal music. Uh, he still doesn't really know anything of metal music. Our <laughs> our musical tastes are the exact opposite of each other's. Yeah. Uh, but we go to shows with each other all the time just because it's important to us. Yeah, why not? Um. So yeah, those three probably were the ones that like I remember the most. Yeah. Um Yeah, it's funny now that you now that you bring some of that up on a totally like different genre for me. The first time I saw and I'm probably going to get shit for this. <laughs> so I'm prepared. First time I saw Hanson. But the first time, no. No, I haven't seen Hanson. I've but you seen have. Hanson. <laughs> That's the joke. The first time I saw fucking Matchbox 20, Lenny Kravitz, and Third Eye Blind. They were all in the same show. I think it was night. It was 19. And Will, if you're if you listen to this, you can correct me. But I believe it was 97 in Atlanta. At the Fox Theater, that's a good theater. And and my buddy Will was driving was driving my car that didn't have fucking plates on it. Oh, nice! Because we just got that bitch running. It was an '82 Ford Ford Crown Victoria. Um, so real quick story. Oh yeah, it was fucking great. It was a beautiful car. So long story short, my I buddy, have an exact same story that I'm gonna tell you? right after this. Okay, perfect. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> we took my buddy Will into driving us downtown. Now keep in mind, we live. You know, a good hour outside of downtown fucking Atlanta, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're driving down, and um, my buddy Will's like, yeah, I'll, I'll drive the fucking car, whatever. Because we had my dad. Somebody had switched the plates to be clear, on the car. Everything is an hour outside of Tampa if you, or in Atlanta. Atlanta. Yeah, <laughs> Sorry, no kidding. Yeah, all my Atlanta peeps know that shit for real. Um, <laughs> but we drove downtown, and Will drove. And we were pulling in to the to this parking garage, or it wasn't even parking garage. It was like a back parking lot, like yeah. in fucking some dark alley. <laughs> and how every so, great story starts. <laughs> exactly. So Will turns the corner, and I'll never forget it. He hits the motherfucker that's trying to park the cars. Oh lord! <laughs> he just and it wasn't like he fucking hit get the guy and kill the guy. It was just oh he nudged his leg a little bit, and the dude was like twenty bucks. So we gave him twenty bucks and we parked the car. We went Here's on. Here's thirty. It was amazing. It was great, but the story—the main part of that story—is the concert. I mean, it was Matchbox, uh, Third Eye Blind, and Lenny Kravitz, all of which were, you know, that was back. Rob Thomas played that show, and it was his twenty-first birthday. Wow, that's how fucking long ago that show was. But what that again—that was one of my. 
I mean, that's easily in my top ten. Yeah. You know, but there's so many. You're right. There's so many shows that you see throughout the course of your life. Slipknot's mm-hmm. another one. I don't know. I could go fucking on and on, but that almost exact story happened to a certain degree when I saw Tool for the first time. Really? All and right, let's it hear. It was right after Lateralis had been released. Okay. And it was in Charlotte, and I lived in Greensboro, which is about an hour and a half north of Charlotte. We were going to take my buddies Lincoln to the show that okay. really had never run before, and yeah. we thought driving in an hour and a half was a great idea. That was <laughs> that was the Crown Vic, bro. We drove it <laughs> two minutes down the road, died in the middle of the street. Get the fuck out of here. And we were like in a pretty bad part of town yeah. at the time. So we had to get out the car, walk all the way back to the frat house, and lo and behold, our buddy Screech left his car keys at the house for Duke to watch because he didn't want to take the car with him. What? And so we're like... We're going to take this motherfucker's car to Charlotte. (laughs) (laughs) So we got in the car. We drove to Charlotte. Holy shit. Um, Fucking watched Tool, drove back, and we're like, we're home free. We're good. Yeah. He walks in like three days later. He's like, so you drove my car to Charlotte? We're like, what? Who told you? Fonzie. I said, what? Needless to say, we all had nicknames if you haven't gotten that. (laughs) I get it. Gotten the gist so far. Yeah. Um, Like, the show wasn't even that. Like it was Tool, yeah. Um, And then I can't remember. I think it's Tomahawk, the band. um, I think I know who that is. The singer of Faith No More. It was one of his side projects where he basically just got on stage and screamed at the top of his lungs. Okay, go look up Tomahawk if you're in for a good time. All right. So yeah, that 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 was that was that show. And so like it's everyone has to have one of those. We stole a car stores. Oh yeah, yeah. No, unfortunately, like ours wasn't stolen. But it was it was one of those Fortunately like for you because it didn't have plates. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Now, well, we we had plates on it, but we switched the plates, so we had <laughs> whatever. You know what? It didn't have fucking plates on it. Yeah, it doesn't make any difference what, what it had. you did was more legal than what I did. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that's true. Technically, but man, what I did wasn't illegal because he gave us his car keys. <laughs> right. True. <laughs> true. True. Yes, you didn't steal anything. But yeah, man. I mean, it's just it, oh, there's so much, so many stories. So many concerts, especially when I was doing radio. I mean, we got to go to all God, sorts I, of stuff. Oh yeah, man! I saw Godsmack like four times. Godsmack was at awesome. that. Godsmack was at that uh, Ozfest. Were they? Yeah, they're 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 one of my favorites to see live too. I mean, I've like I said, I've seen them. I think probably not four. It's probably more like three. But the last show I did with the radio station I worked at in Atlanta was Godsmack at the Fox Theater in Atlanta, mm-hmm. and what a show! they put on so but it's just funny how like certain music will trigger certain memories you know yeah i mean it's crazy like uh for example i don't know if my buddy um so my buddy bobby we used to he used to have a purple suzuki sidekick yeah right and anytime i hear fastball the way i'm automatically transported back to that fucking suzuki sidekick where we fucking ripped the top off that bitch yeah and we were driving through fucking snellville georgia you know what i mean yeah it's it's just funny how how that works out man i mean it's it's amazing how music 
can oh, I don't know. It's amazing how it can influence. Yeah. But also just pop certain certain memories back into your head, man. It's yeah. it's uh you know, it's one of those amazing things that that I I love about music. And it's all on the internet. This I, yeah. so I actually looked up the oh. the lineup for that show. Oh, okay. Okay. Happened June 2nd, 1999 in Blockbuster Pavilion. I thought I'd point that out since we've been talking about rental places. Blockbuster, got it. So, main stage, Black Sabbath, Rob Zombie, Deftones, Slayer, Primus, System of a Down, and Godsmack. Damn! Second stage, Fear Factory, Slipknot, Head PE, Static X, I don't oh. know any of the other any of the other bands that were on, there was like a couple more. That was when Static was still alive. Yeah. Shit. So that was, that was that. The year before, the one that I missed, which I'm really upset about. Black Sabbath and Ozzy, so they did a little bit of both. Okay. Foo Fighters, which was a random placement because another band, like, left. Okay. Um, oh, it, it was Korn. Oh, Korn. They, okay. they backed out. Yep. Pantera, Soulfly, Slayer, and Fear Factory. <laughs> I'm like, Holy shit. That's the one I missed. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, the second stage wasn't really all that important. And then, actually, no. That was the UK lineup. Here's the United States lineup. Ozzy, Tool, Megadeth, Limp Biscuit, Soulfly, Seven Dust, and Coal Chamber. Second stage, Motorhead, System of a Down, Incubus, Life of Agony, Kilgore, and Monster Voodoo Machine. Holy shit. When was Pantera there, then? Was that 97? Damn, that's crazy. Pantera was in the UK. I don't know, but it's funny you mentioned Limp Biscuit. Because Limp Biscuit was, uh, they played here at Rockville a couple years yeah. ago, and I 97 saw was 97. the one. Ninety seven was the one that I missed. Yeah. Okay. So that was Ozzy, Marilyn Manson, Pantera, Typo Negative, Fear Factory, Machine Head, and Power Man Five Thousand. Damn, Power Man Five Thousand. Yeah. Wow. Man, that's crazy. That is crazy. I don't think I. I never saw Power Man. Um, God, one of the one of the bands I remember seeing—I don't know if you would know who they are. Do you remember Army of Anyone? No. It was the guitarist and bassist from—I want to say Stone Temple Pilots, I think—and then the lead singer of uh, Filter. Very interesting. Very that interesting band. Interesting. Yeah, it's very interesting band. Uh, but I got to see them once, and then um, the DeLeo brothers. That's who it was, the DeLeo brothers from Stone Temple Pilots. Mm. So I remember because I was, I was doing radio at the time, and we were doing a a um, just this little show at, at one of the bars there. It was the upstairs. Oh, my Atlanta people are going to fucking kill me. I don't remember the name of this shit. Um, I'm pretty sure I got pretty drunk, though, <laughs> along with most of us. Um, That's why you don't remember that. But anyway, but no, I got to fucking sit and have a beer before the show with the fucking DeLeo brothers and Stone Temple Pilots. <laughs> That's the one thing I remember most about that show. Yeah. You know, it's just one of the coolest things that I've ever got to fucking do. Yeah. I mean, they're, you know, they're they're epic, dude. Stone Temple Pilots. I got to see Scott Whalen or Wyland before he died. Method uh, Man yelled at me of, once. Oh, did he? Yeah. Ooh, that's exciting. Not in a negative way, but... He yelled at me from out of his tour bus. Oh yeah, one time. Yeah, he was on tour with Redman, Jay Z, and DMX. Okay, in ninety 
It's either a '99 or 2000 on the Up and Smoke tour. I think is what it was called. Okay, I and remember the I remember the name of the tour. We were doing some choice things in the car that we probably shouldn't have been doing, and I uh, rolled the window down, and the choice things went out of the, the car when I rolled sure. the window down. Yeah, and uh, he was like looking out the window of his tour bus like we were kind of like intersecting yeah and like we like passed next to each other as like my window opened his opened and like what was in my car went into his yeah and he's just like dang (laughs) like (laughs) what did what do you that was and then it was over and everybody was uh, i was like was like what happened i was like met it's a cat uh (laughs) (laughs) it was pretty cool damn yeah i don't know i remember i remember one show we did with um with zombie up in atlanta it was at lakewood amphitheater Mm -hmm. or what was lakewood amphitheater it's not called it anymore um but i was doing some backstage stuff and i saw zombies tour bus pull in and i was driving the station vehicle and i i parked it behind Mm -hmm. and i got out and I look over the tour bus, and I'm like, damn, that's a fucking nice bus. And all of a sudden, the fucking door opens, and it's just plume of smoke. Whoosh! <laughs> right out the door. And then out comes Rob Zombie, and I was like, damn. Lucky motherfucker. <laughs> Crazy. Like he's doing all right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But it's just little shit like that, man. It's a lot of fun. A lot of fun, a lot of good memories. I saw him at Plush a handful of times on, like, the off nights of OzFest. Like, I saw him and um, Mastodon one time. Yeah. Zombie puts on a good show, man. Yeah. The light show, the, the everything, the pyro. When John 5 is amazing. Yeah, he is. Like, yeah, he is. Outside of like, so if you don't know who John 5 is, for the listeners, he plays guitar for Rob Zombie, and he also was in Marilyn Manson for a while. If you don't know, figure the fuck out. But he's, he's one awesome. of the best chicken-picking guitar players I've ever heard in my life. He is awesome. <laughs> like, he he's awesome. is a avid Telecaster uh, aficionado and collector, and he just, I mean, he's a super down-to-earth guy, and he plays really cool music, so. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Well... I think uh I think it's about time to wrap her up here. Yeah. Um I think look out for that poll, people. Yeah, look out for that poll. Uh we'll put that up for you guys. We want to hear uh what you have to say. Maybe we can address some of it on the next cast, uh, which will be next week. Uh we also are going to go see the Joker at some point. I don't know if it'll be this weekend or not. Uh but we want to do a review show for the Joker. And then uh, after that, I think we're going to go over uh, a Halloween special uh, that I think we've been talking about here and there. So, a lot to look forward to uh, in the next couple of weeks. Yep. So, you guys keep listening. We love the feedback. We've gotten several things on Facebook already. Please keep it coming. Uh, you can email us at misplacedenthusiasm at gmail.com. Find us on Facebook uh, with Misplaced Enthusiasm. Other than that, great talking to you fuckers. Yeah. We'll see you we'll see you next week. Later. <laughs>